You've already said it once, grace and peace. Boy, it's great to be here today, and I know there's a lot of you visiting from uh, out of town, a lot of people here with family, and man, it's good to see a lot of you that we don't get to see very often. And those of you who may be visiting from in town, we just want you to know how how thankful we are that you're here today. You are our welcome guest in our home here today. This is our family, and we're glad you're here with us, and we hope that you will feel encouraged today and that, you will, uh, that you'll come back. We would, we would love to, to uh, get to walk along this road of life with you uh, each, each uh, day, each week, and be together. So we're glad you're here today. You can open your Bibles if you would like to Luke 24. We'll also have that on the screen here, Luke 24. And if you don't own a Bible, I want to tell you that the Bible in our pew, the, the uh, paperback Bible there, that's our gift to you. We'd like for you to take that home because we want you to have God's Word. Well, I am a bit of a nerd. Yeah, yeah, as I say, most of you are like, yeah, we've known that for a long time, John. Well, I'm about to prove it to you. I, I've, I have a, a favorite sermon, Easter sermon, and, I, and it's been the same sermon for like 30 years. So way back when I was a young guy, I had this cassette tape that I used to listen to all the time, especially around Easter, I would listen to this particular sermon. And it's by this man right here. His name is Tony Campolo. And in this sermon, he tells about growing up in a black church in Philadelphia. And he always in this sermon, he, and he tells this story at the end of many sermons, but in this story, he would always tell about the pastor at his church in Philadelphia who preached this particular sermon one day. It's Friday, but Sunday's coming. Except he didn't say it that way, it's Friday, Sunday's coming. He said, it's Friday! But Sundays are coming! And I've always wanted to preach that sermon on Easter Sunday. And all of you will be glad to know I'm not going to do that today. <laughs> it's a great sermon. I, I, encourage you, I encourage you to listen. To listen to that sermon online. Or you can borrow my cassette tape if you would like. And I think you'd be so encouraged. And this morning I want to tell you that I, I just want to start as an introduction by sharing my own it's my own version of it's Friday, but Sunday's coming. It's from John Duncan. It's from my heart. Just, uh, you know, a, a guy who lives in the mountains here in Rudoso. And it won't be as good as, as what Tony Campolo can do. But it's not about him or about me, is it? It's not about how we preach. It's about who we preach. Amen? So it's Resurrection Sunday. It's Easter Sunday. But a couple of days ago, it was Friday. And on Friday, the Pharisees, well, they're in control. Pilate, he's washing his hands. And a Roman hammer is coming down on a Roman nail. And Mary is crying on Friday. And Jesus is dying. And and, and the the apostles, they're running like crazy because they're scared as can be. Because it's Friday. And on Friday... On Friday, it is, it is dark on Friday. There is no light on Friday. There's no hope. All is lost on Friday. Because Jesus, 
Because Jesus is dead. And on Friday, the devil, oh, the devil, now he's gathered up all the hordes of hell and every single demon he can find anywhere, and he's having the biggest party that's ever been thrown in this entire universe. Because on Friday, the devil, he took, he took death and he bit the Savior right on the heel. It's Friday. And on Friday, where is God, by the way? Where's God on Friday? I mean, what's going on, God? Are you there? And if you even exist, do you keep your promises? Because look at what is happening on Friday. But thank God that was Friday. And today, today is Sunday. Resurrection Sunday is this morning. And on Sunday morning, the women, they're dropping their spices on the ground. And Peter and John, they're racing to the tomb on Sunday. Jesus, he's coming out of his grave clothes and he's rolling the stone away and he's stepping through walls and he's saying, peace be with you because it's Sunday. It's Sunday morning and the sun has come up. The sun has risen and hope is alive. And on Sunday, the devil, the devil, well, he has been crushed by the wounded feet, the wounded foot of Jesus right on his head, And death has been destroyed because it is Sunday. And on Sunday, by the way, where is God? Well, God has has thrown open the gates of heaven. He has opened wide the book of life, and he will write anybody's name who will trust him, who will believe in him. Anybody who wants to follow Jesus, he will write his name in the book of life. Of life. And all of that is possible because today is Sunday and Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Amen? Amen. Let's pray and then we'll read our text for today. God, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for this morning. Thank you for our, our church family that's here and our extended family that are coming here to visit and, and our friends and new friends that we, we look forward to making. And those who are visiting from out of town, God, we just we're grateful to be together and celebrate resurrection today. Lord, we, uh, we just, we pray that you would grow our faith. We pray that as we have worshiped today, as we have participated in bread and wine, as you've been here with us, and now in word, God, we pray for your Holy Spirit to teach. Be our teacher, Holy Spirit. And we pray, God, as it's our habit to pray for a different church in our village every day. Today, I just want to pray for every single church family in this village and in this state and in this world who are trusting in the resurrection, in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus today. I pray for every church, especially in this village. And I know there are things we don't agree about, Lord, There are lots of things we don't agree about. We stand on the rock of the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. We stand there together. And so we pray for those churches, and we pray that as the good news goes out, as the gospel is proclaimed, that people's hearts will be turned to you. May the words now of my mouth, and may the meditations of our heart be acceptable in your sight, Lord. We pray it in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. You've caught us here In Luke chapter 24, if you're visiting, Luke 24, 
starting in verse 13. <coughs> Excuse me. Now that same day, two of them were going to the village called Emmaus. May need a glass of water. Got choked. <coughs> two of them were going to the village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. They were talking with each other about everything that had happened. And as they talked and discussed these things with each other, Jesus himself came up and walked along with them. But they were kept from recognizing him. He asked them, what are you discussing together as you walk along? They stood still, their faces downcast. One of them named Cleopas asked him, are you only a visitor to Jerusalem? Do you not know the things that have happened there in these days? What things, he asked. About Jesus of Nazareth, they replied. He was a prophet, powerful in word and in deed. Thank you, Brian. Powerful in word and deed before God and all the people. The chief priests and our rulers handed him over to be sentenced to death, and they crucified him. But we had hoped. We had hoped. We had hoped that he was the one who was going to redeem Israel. And what is more, it's the third day since all this took place. In addition, some of our women amazed us. They went to the tomb, they went to the tomb early in the morning. But they didn't find his body. They came and told us that they had seen a vision of angels who said, He is alive. Then some of our companions went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but, they, but him they did not see. He said to them, How foolish you are, how slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Did not the Christ have to suffer these things and then enter his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them, what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. As they approached the village to which they were going, Jesus acted as if he were going further, but they urged him strongly, stay with us, for it's nearly evening, the day is almost over. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took the bread, he gave thanks, he broke it and began to give it to them. And then their eyes were open, and they recognized him, and he disappeared from their sight. And they asked each other, were not our hearts burning within us while he talked with us along the road and opened the scriptures to us? They got up and they returned at once to Jerusalem. And there they found the eleven and those with them assembled together and saying, it is true, the Lord has risen and has appeared to Simon. Then the two told what had happened on the way and how Jesus was recognized by them when he broke the bread. While they were still talking about this, Jesus himself stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. We're finishing today this series called Along the Road. And today we talk about being along the road of Emmaus. The resurrection of Jesus is central It is the apex. It is the cornerstone. It is the pillar that holds the whole building up. It is central to our 
faith. It's so central that if the resurrection is not true, if this is just a story that some people made up later after he had died, then I want you to hear this crystal clear. Our Christian life and what we do is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. The the road that we've chosen to walk with Jesus, listen to me close. If the resurrection is not true, what we are doing is a total waste. Everything hinges on the truth of this one event called the resurrection of Jesus. People who pray, you can pray from my throat right now. Okay. We here, those of us here, we believe. We believe in the resurrection. We believe it's true. We believe Jesus died for our sins according to the scriptures. We believe he was buried and that he was raised from the dead on the third day. And we believe that he was seen by hundreds, literally hundreds of people in his resurrection body. He was walking He was talking. He was eating. A lot of you know this. My favorite, my favorite rock group is U2. And their lead singer is a guy named Bono. And if you don't like U2 or Bono, that's okay. You can go ahead and get up and leave. It'll be fine. Uh, I'm just kidding, really. He he is uh, his his name is actually Paul Hewitt. Is this a mint for me or something? Thanks. That's uh, that's great. Awesome. Okay, thank you. Uh, And so his name is Paul Hewitt, and, and you're, he's known for uh, being a, a Christian, and he's known for doing a lot of good work in the world, <clears throat> all over the world, and he was being interviewed years ago by Rolling Stone magazine. And I remember reading this, this magazine article, and they, they asked him, they said, tell us about the things you do, tell us why you do these things. And he said, there's only one reason. I do the things I do for relief in Africa and AIDS and for digging wells and and the things that I do and the music that we write. He said, I do it all for one reason and one reason only, and it's for a a person named Jesus. And they said, oh, yeah, yeah, we knew you were a Christian. That's great. And they said, now there's some people, of course, that actually believe that this guy named Jesus, that, that he died, and that then after he died, he raised from the dead and he's still alive today. There are some people who believe that, and we know you don't believe that. So how is it that you have this spiritual relationship with Jesus? And he said, oh, you didn't know. I am one of those guys. That's who I am. I believe that Jesus Christ is alive today. I believe that he is literally with me that he is not just an idea, that he's not just a thought, that he's not just a religion. I believe Jesus Christ is alive today, and that's who we are here today. We're one of those guys that believe. Amen? This is what we believe on Easter Sunday. And because of that, this text that we read in Luke 24, we believe it actually happened And it's not just historical fact either. It matters for you and me today. This text that we read matters for you and me today in 2016. This text is going to teach us several things today that are true in our lives 2,000 years after Jesus raised from the dead. So here we go. The first one is this. 
you are never alone. <coughs> you are never alone. The scriptures say, as they talked and discussed these things with each other, Jesus himself came up and walked along with them. He walked along the road with these two. Most of us have friends and family, maybe not everybody, but most of us have friends and family that will stick by us along the road of life. But times and situations and tragedies and decisions we make, all kind of things can, could cause acquaintances of ours to leave us, could cause our friends to turn their back on us. Certain things could even cause our family to literally abandon us, or the church family might leave us out in the cold. It is possible, and I know some of you have felt this way before, it is possible in life to literally feel all alone. And whether you are literally alone or not, it's possible to have those emotions. Like, I'm the only one. I'm all by myself. And if Jesus had not risen from the dead, if Friday, if Friday had been the end of the story, then i got to tell you this, that feeling could be a reality. You could be by yourself. But Jesus did rise from the dead. Sunday is true. And so the fear of being alone along the road of life is never, ever true because Jesus is alive. Amen? You are not ever alone. Number two, this text teaches us Jesus walks with you along the road of broken dreams, along the road of tragedies, along the road of storms. Not just along your good roads when things are going great, but Jesus walks along the road of broken dreams. These two men said, we had hoped. How many times have you heard those words? Oh, we had hoped this would be the thing that, that, that woke our, our daughter up finally to turn her around. We, oh, I had hoped so much that I would pass that exam. Oh, we had hoped they would get the whole tumor. Oh, I'd so, so hoped to get that job. Oh, we were hoping that our grandchildren would start attending church. You know what it feels like. We had hoped. And notice their posture. Verse 17 says, they stopped and their faces were downcast. You've certainly felt this way before in your life. There are times when all the movement of life, everything that's moving, just comes to a complete halt. And you can actually see in your own face when you look in the mirror. You can see discouragement and sadness and depression. Your heart cries out during those moments. We had hoped. I thought it would be okay this time. All is lost. And questions during those moments explode out of us. Why? What are we going to do now? But mostly the question is, God, where, where are you? We had hoped, God. We had hoped. Where are you, God? 
This text gives us the answer. Where is God? He's walking with you along this very exhausting road that you are trudging on today. You might not recognize him. These guys didn't. But that doesn't change the truth that he's with you. And knowing that God is with us truly does matter. Here's the reason. Good company. Good company will give us the courage and the strength not to give up. I remember reading this article about a woman who was running her first marathon. And she talked about the whole deal, how she had trained and she had gone through all the steps she was supposed to. And she was nervous and she went to her first marathon. And it was a huge marathon. There were hundreds or maybe thousands of people at this marathon. And she started running and she was feeling good. And as she ran, different people would run along beside her. You know, she'd run slower, faster and go along with people. And when she got out to what I, now I don't run except to the refrigerator, okay? That's all I do. But I hear if you're really a runner, there is, there's a wall for marathon runners. How many of you have ever run a marathon? Raise your hand. Okay. All right. We have counseling (laughs) available. I hear when you run a marathon, 24 some point something, how many? 24 24 point, oh, you run, you ran 19? Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, that's right. And how long is the marathon? 26, 26.2 miles. And about 19 miles, they say there is a wall that you run into this wall and you feel like, I can't, I can't go. I can't keep going. I trained, but I can't. And this woman talked about in this story how she had run, and when she hit that mile 19, she was right at the hottest part of the day. There was nobody around. She was by herself, and right in front of her was a hill. It was a long hill. And here she is standing at the base of this hill, and she just stopped. She ducked her head, and she just thought, I can't do it. I can't. I I, I thought I could, but I can't. And she said right at that time, another woman came up, ran up beside her, and she put her arm around her. She said, how are you doing? I can't do it. She said, well, let's have some water. She got some water and gave her a drink, and and she said, here, I got a snack. She pulled a snack out of her backpack, and the lady took a bite, and they talked a while. Where are you from? They kind of, you know, had a little conversation, and then the woman said, tell me about training. She told her how she trained, and she said, you know what? You can do this. We can do this. Let's let's do it together. Just got to get over this hill, and then it's a few more miles. Come on, let's go. Just one foot in front of the other. Let's just try And she did. Because having someone beside you, having someone good beside you, makes all the difference. It makes all the difference. And some of you today, I know this, some of you feel like you're that lady and you're standing at the bottom of that hill and you're just saying, I I can't, that's it. I can't go any further. But God is reminding us in this text that Jesus is the one who runs up beside you. He will give you all that you need. He will take each step along the way with you. And you can make it because he's there. If it was only Friday, if it had only been Friday and that was the whole story, then I would say, you're right. You ain't going to make it. Wah, wah, wah. 
But it isn't Friday. It's Sunday. Jesus is alive. He's with you, and you can go on. And here's the other thing we learn, is that Jesus keeps our hearts from growing cold. And I'll tell you what, this broken world that we live in, it can freeze a heart. It can encapsulate a heart in a block of cynical ice. Haven't you felt the temptation to let your heart grow cold? Haven't you felt that before? I have. The older I get, the more I feel that temptation. Liars and cheats and backstabbers, they just pour freezing rain on our lives. Disappointments, failures, false starts, they blow cold wind against or over our already chilly existence. And, and the, the separation that happens through people moving or death or divorce slowly but surely can cover our heart with blankets of hard layers of snow and ice. And if it's Friday, if Jesus didn't raise from the dead, then I'm going to tell you this. Seclusion, being by yourself, addiction of any kind that could help you forget, cold-hearted anger and revenge, all those things make total sense if it's Friday. I mean, if it's Friday, Jesus is still in the tomb, and him being alive is only some nice idea, then why not lose heart? Why not lose heart? It's probably a cold heart anyways. Who cares? But we are those guys. We're those guys who believe it's Sunday. We are those guys who believe that he did rise, that he is risen indeed. And so we don't lose heart. We don't have to settle for an existence with a cold, dead heart, folks. Listen to the words from Emmaus along the road. Were our hearts not burning within us? What is it that warmed their hearts? The verse finishes, while he talked with us along the road. The fact that Jesus is alive means this, folks. It means that he will talk with you along the road of this life. His words are like a blanket on a cold night. His presence is like a roaring fire on a, on a snowy morning. His love is like a warm embrace from a long-lost friend. His words, His presence, and His love are enough to melt the coldest of hearts, even in this room today. The road to Emmaus means it's not Friday. It means it's Sunday, folks. So thank God for this text. Thank God for this story that is historically accurate, but is true in our lives today. This morning, we remember. We remember that Jesus, he did all, listen to me close, he did all of the work to make this possible. He did the work by going to the cross. He did the work by defeating death. He is the author and the perfecter of our faith. We are saved by grace. That's how we're saved. By the work that Jesus did and by what we celebrate this 
weekend. And these two guys on their way to Emmaus, they didn't do anything, did they? Or did they? The text says they did at least one thing. Jesus had done all this work, the cross and the resurrection, and this is what they did. They urged him strongly, stay with us. Stay with us. And you know what Jesus did? He stayed with them. May we do the same, folks. May we urge Jesus to stay close to us. May you urge Him to stay with you. And because of the truth of the resurrection, and if we will indeed urge Jesus to stay close, then this video right here can be true. Peace 
and laugh on glory's side and fly to Jesus fly to Jesus fly to Jesus and live fly to Jesus fly to Jesus Paul prays in Ephesians for us here today. May Christ live in your heart through faith. John writes in the book of Revelation and says to us today, Jesus stands at the door and he knocks. Open the door and he will come in just like he did with these two men on the road to Emmaus. And he will eat with you. Urge him today. Urge him strongly today. Lord Jesus, stay with me. All of that is possible because... It's Sunday, not Friday. Let's stand and let's sing to this king.